0: Just like that, everybody. Here we go. Tonight's race time radio, all for you. Man oh man, what a weekend of racing it was! The 53rd annual Snowball Derby and the Snowflake 100 firmly in the books. Good evening and welcome. I'm Joe Chisholm, along with Joe Chisholm Jr. Right here in the RTR studio. Revved up after a dynamite weekend of racing. What did you think of that one, there, Mister
1: Junior? Hey, there was a lot of great racing this weekend. Um, you know, look at uh, look at the years past from the Snowball Derby, and you can't help but think that this was one of the best Snowball Derbies in in history. Right? It really lived up to the billing, didn't it? It too? did. Uh, Speed 51com dot com did a great
0: job. All of their staff. Uh, Every one Five Flags Speedway, um, I'll tell you what, that there was one for the history books right there. They had
1: a full grandstand. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was jam-packed. All the way around. Um, you know, they, the, the people and the competitors, um, they brought the best of everything down to Pensacola, Florida. Mm-hmm. And, you know, given the climate and given, you know, everything that's going on, um, it 's not a shock to see that much good equipment in one place, yeah you know no, everybody either. wants to go racing, um, you know everybody you know had the ability to get out there and go go get it and what we 've seen this weekend uh, uh, there 's never been a short track racing event that i 've ever witnessed that had that much good equipment in it, yeah you know every, like when you
0: every major manufacturer was represented down there. Yes, every, I don't.
1: Every major manufacturer, correct? Yeah, McCall, Distance. Those guys weren't. Those guys weren't there. I don't think. But there, like, I mean, there were a tremendous amount of of great builders <laughs> at at that event. All the
0: premier All builders, the, yeah, were correct. there. Yeah. yeah,
1: it was. It was incredible, though, to see the the moving and shaking. You know, within the industry, right? Uh, leading into it, uh, we covered it off last week. Of course, you know, Bubba Pollard leaves Seneca and goes to Van Dorn. You know, like that was a big that was a big statement. Huge. Um, didn't turn out. No, did not work out for. Him. Did not turn out at all. And when you when you look at the the you know, I, I think that the the number one thing that everybody is talking about about late model racing right now is the chassis war that's happening. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep, Yeah. And I think that that sparked a big portion of the conversation is Bubba Pollard leaving and and going to a different manufacturer. And look, it it, it there is no magic wand, right? In in motorsports, no. And you know, you look at what TK Racing has been able to do with with Van Dorn equipment this year with Carson Hosavar. Um, you know, really, he was steps away from winning the the you know three of the biggest races in Super Late Model racing. In the United States, yep, um, didn't even make the show. Yeah, in yeah. the Snowball Derby, yeah, um, crazy. It just it goes to show that everybody steps up their program for the Derby. You mm-hmm. know, y- you look at some of the names that that were, you know, y- you know, high performance in the, you know, the 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 Red Bud, in the uh, the Winchester four hundred, the All American four hundred. The names that were competitive in all of them uh, were competitive again to. Today in the Derby. Right. Um, But they were not the names that were up front for the entire deal. Right. Right. Derek Thorne put on a clinic today. He did. And I feel
0: so, so bad
1: for that 43 car. Yeah, definitely. He put on a clinic today. Um, uh, But when you've got a car that good, you know, you and I talked about it sitting on the couch. Yeah, Um, Yeah. Just when you've got a car that good for. The entire portion uh, – how many times have you seen that, where a guy leads the most laps and doesn't win the race? Yeah, but right? th- this this year was a long, long – like 300 laps at Pensacola That's a long way, man. Yeah, definitely. But, you know, the adjustability side of having the competition cautions the way that they are structured. Your car has to be good for a long run for the beginning, and then it has to be really lights so out good for a short run at the end. Um, you know, just simply because the final caution is going to happen within 20 laps, oh, right? Yeah. 20 laps to go. So, um, you know, the, the need to be good on the long run and the, the need to be good on the short run are, are, are prevalent. And, you know, it, it, it would be really interesting to see if, if Derek and his team felt like they adjusted on it. Correctly, right? Mm. Because it's hard to put a wrench in the back window when you lead for 200 laps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's hard, very, very difficult. It, it's hard to turn a nut or a bolt, um, or or make a make a swing at it um, when you are that lights so out good. And uh, you know, it's easy if you're a guy like Ty Ty Majeski. Who isn't leading that much uh, to make big swings at the adjustment side, and I think that's what exactly what we have seen that ninety one car came to life today, and uh, you know with in in the right time twenty laps to go, and and uh, he, he was lights so out good.
0: Well, let me tell you, our number one is
1: going to totally be
0: dedicated to recapping the Snowball Derby. The Snowflake One Hundred did kick the programming off on uh, Saturday night, at least the main part of it, uh, for what we were in and watching. Uh, The Snowflake 100 was up first, then it went into the Snowball Derby today. We will hear from uh, three Canadian competitors that were in the Snowflake 100. Only one guy was in there, and man, did he put a show on. His name, Jared Butcher, driver of the number 54 and as luck would have it, we have him up on the hotline right now to discuss last night's race. First of all, welcome, Jarrett. Dynamite job, my friend. Uh, that 54 car was on rails. You did an amazing job for your first time around Pensacola. Uh,
2: no, yeah, um, my expectations were definitely exceeded. Um, you know, the, uh, the Wilson Racing Group, put uh, a all did a car together. We, that's a hold on one second. Yeah. Uh, what's that? Alright, I'll fix those there. Okay. <laughs> um, anyway, sorry about that. No, you're um, good, you're good. We're, you're at the racetrack, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm literally just backing the hauler <laughs> up. Um, no, the uh, Wilson Motorsports crew, they put a, a real good car together. Uh, me and my brother, you know, we went down for a week early and, uh, helped them prepare it. They were, uh, both brand new cars, me and the one that my brother raced, and, uh, you know, my expectations are you know top 15, top ten, you know, first time here, and the car was the car was awesome.
0: Jarrett, now was that your first time being to Pensacola? I know it was your first time racing there, but was that your first trip to Pensacola to even see the track:
2: I uh, know, I've gone down with uh, with uh, my brother multiple times, you know the, the past couple of years. Gotcha. Um, you know when he's been uh, when he's been down here, I've been down here every year. He raced it, um, you know from the time he raced the pro race. So I had an idea, but you know, you don't pay. I I didn't. I don't pay attention. You didn't pay attention as much because it didn't matter as much to you because you were just to help. You didn't. You weren't going there to race, so you didn't have to pay attention as much. But you know, I did a lot of I uh, eye, eye racing to help me, and uh, Donnie Wilson, Chandler Smith, Caden Cole. They all they were a huge help to me on. Uh, get me to uh learn the track as fast
1: as I could obviously uh you know as a young driver you know you're you're you've been in the sport a long time and and you've you've been to a, a number of great races and you've been in a number of great races now uh when you get up for a big race like the snowflake 100 um you know leading up to it there's obviously lots of preparation there's lots of excitement that is built up and then you get there to the event um what did you, did you learn anything at the track that surprised you? Do you know, do you know what I mean? Like did, did, when you, once you unloaded, you got out there for practice and you got around some competitors that you've never raced around before. Did you learn anything as a driver, um, that, that shocked you to learn?
2: Um, I mean, you're, I mean, I'm always, you're always learning, you know, you can never stop. Um, I guess, you know, I was, i guess i was shocked on speed you know i you know cole you know cole told me when he first came down he was shaking and i went did my first run and you know it was fast but after you get used to it you really don't it doesn't feel any different even when you know you get a bunch of cars around you you know you think you know things happen so much quicker because you're going faster but you know you get used to it you you slow yourself down to uh to go faster and uh you know that was probably the biggest um
0: Overall over the whole weekend yeah it's it 's all relevant, right uh, when you get out there, you get used to it. The newness sort of comes off it in a hurry, uh, but man, oh man, coming home third in the snowflake one hundred uh driver of the fifty four Jared Butcher, if you 're just tuned in, he is from Nova Scotia, down at Pensacola, and literally just back in the hollow route, as we 're speaking with Jared here live, but Jared uh getting into that race was one thing. Uh, to take the green flag for that 100-lap race with names like Bubba Pollard and uh, Stephen Nassi and Thorne and all those guys all e- either ahead of you, around you, or some of the huge names that were behind you. Uh, what was it like? What did it feel like taking the green flag for that? I know you are a crafty veteran now in the Parts for Trucks Pro Stock Tour out on Canada's east coast, did it feel like a tour race, or did it feel like even a step above that?
2: Um, oh, you know, it was a, it was, you know, definitely a step above that. You know, you're racing with a lot of people who have been doing this a long time. You know, uh, Baba. You know, he's probably, he's probably one of the best. You know, at Pensacola. You know, Nasty Thorn. You know, you're racing with you know some of the best. Um. So when you know when I when I when I when I got here, you know, and you know, time time and everything, you know, we when we time trialed really good, you know, I was like, okay, you know, we you know we have a we have a good shot for a top ten, and you know, maybe if everything goes our way, a top five. And then, you know, we started the race, and you know, Johnny, who who was on the radio with me all weekend, he he was just preaching, don't don't burn the tires up, don't burn it up, just ride. You know, we just slow, we rode, but you know, we we just. Kept going forward, and you know, um, the car the car wasn't going away on me, so I just uh, just tried to keep it going straight and uh, not not burning tires off. That was a huge thing, and you know, Um, when I when you get up racing with Bubba and you race with any of these guys here, you know, it's just awesome that you can race that hard and still, you know, yeah, you might rub a little bit, but you're it's a, it's a lot of respect, you know, they, don't, they won't set out to, if you touch them, they won't set out to wreck you, you know, they'll, they, they know it's, it's hard racing and, uh, you know, they'll race you the way you race them, which is, you know, a big thing.
0: No doubt at all. Last night's Snowflake One Hundred. What a torrid pace you guys put on! Uh, it must have felt unreal inside that race car. You didn't have a lot of time uh, to really think about what you were doing, man. You were on the uh, on the hammer pretty well the whole way through. Not a lot of yellows in this race.
2: No, there was. I mean, uh, my spotter uh, came across the radio. You know, he said ha- he said halfway, and you know, I was kind of shocked. Like oh wow that went quick, um, but you know uh, the re- my first restart that I did after the initial start kind of opened my eyes up a little bit just because I uh, didn't anticipate how how uh, you know how up on the wheel you were like I kind I kind of I kind of uh, was a sleeper on the first restart and then after that you know we uh, we were definitely up on the wheel you had to be I mean you know one person slips up or if you if you slip up a little bit off the bottom you know. You're, uh, you're giving up a position easy or you're giving up a, you're giving up a laugh just because you got to keep so much momentum up.
0: So now you come off this race. Man, it's December and it's, uh, like the first week of December. We got a long wait before we're going to go back to a green flag anywhere up here in Canada. What have you got on the radar sort of laid out, uh, for the, 2021 season are you guys going to get at it early at speed weeks or what are the plans looking like for you in the 54
2: uh, a lot of it just depends on this whole uh, virus deal going on right now um i mean for you know for us to come down here was a big thing just because we're really busy at work and uh and that was you know for dad to let us go you know it was a big thing for him and then you know we got to do the whole two weeks at home that's a that's a long time so the Pack up and go for another race. You know you have to make sure it's, it's worth going for, and and uh, and you know depending on what race you can do. But um, there's no set in stone yet.
1: It's all up in the air, right? I imagine Donnie Wilson wants you guys both back. You guys, <laughs> I guess. you guys, both, man. You you both brought back straight cars, and uh, and got pretty darn good results out of both of them and uh uh, that's got to be exciting for 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 you guys as well as as Donnie Wilson racing um the amount of of you know talent that they have that they bring to the racetrack not just you guys holding the wheel uh but but the crew that Donnie Wilson brings to the racetrack you know fielding four super late models uh for the snowball derby and then fielding, you know, how many ProLate models did, was it just you in the ProLate models, or, or were there a couple of Donnie Wilson cars in the ProLate model race? No,
2: it was uh, just me. I mean, uh, okay. the Wilson the Wilson crew uh, looked after, I, I I should say, the Wilson crew helped out on the 55 of Charlie Keevan who G- didn't make the race, but they were helping him all weekend. Gotcha. But I was uh, the only one that was, you know, hands on, like that came straight from uh, like built by, uh, Wilson Motorsports, you know, Charlie's car was kept in the shop too, and Troy set it up, but, um, you know, they they have a, they have an awesome crew, uh, Troy, Donnie, uh, you got pal uh, there's just, uh, Paul, you know, there's just so many people, um, Troy, he builds an awesome car, you know, when we got to the track, uh, we didn't change very much, a lot of it was just fixing my own driving style, and, um, And, uh, Donnie was on me all weekend to try to, to to really, uh, get me, you know, wrap it around the bottom. And, uh, honestly, it wasn't really until Saturday that I fully figured, you know, fully figured the track out. And I still have lots to learn, but it wasn't really until Saturday, uh, practice time when I actually fully got a grasp on the track.
1: Yeah. Once you, once you really got comfortable out there, right?
2: Yeah. I mean, we went out, we mocked up a couple times all weekend. And uh we then when we did a time, like a mock up run, I think the best we did was like a you know, seventeen oh. And uh we went out on Saturday and uh there was a, I was out doing my mock run and the car it felt really good but then a, a driver pulled up in front of me so I uh, couldn't get I didn't really get to do a full mock run, it kinda of screwed me up so but I was really happy with the car you know, I said to Johnny I said, This thing would've ran a, a six you know, a ninety a sixteen point nine no problem and you know we went out and qualified and ran a 16 uh 83 which you know i was uh i was actually a little surprised that you know not that the car wasn't capable but just myself
1: yeah absolutely for sure now working you guys have a really interesting dynamic right there's you guys have a hugely successful race team the butcher race team in in nova scotia you guys operate you know, a, 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 not just a competitive team, but a dominating team, uh, up there. And you guys, you guys are hands on with your own equipment. You guys have your own crew guys, uh, that are completely separate from the efforts that you guys do down in the U S with Donnie. How much of the information that you generate, you know, with Donnie, um, and, and with, with their team, how much like on the logistical side, on, on how they work on the cars at the racetrack? Like, how much of that stuff translates back to your race team, and, and how are you going to better your race team by the information working with Donnie?
2: Uh, a lot of it's just, you know, how they, uh, you know, just how they operate as a team. You know, they're you know our team's very organized. We have a lot of good people on our team. But, um, you know, uh, they don't – they're very helpful. They uh, – and you know, just Cole talks to them uh, Troy, uh, a little bit more than me. But you know, he, he, uh, they help us up on like you know the new up and coming, or you know maybe something works for them. You know, we'll try. Um, they really, you know, they're they're a huge help, and uh, you know anything they can do to help, you know, they're always uh, they're always watching our races at home, and you know they try to help as much as they can.
0: We're with Jarrett Butcher tonight, driver of the 54, comes home with a third-place finish just last night in the Snowflake 100 at Five Flag flag Speedway uh, down in Pensacola, Florida. Uh, Jarrett, final question for you tonight, and I really do, uh, we really appreciate your time. Uh, We know it's been a busy weekend for you and uh, for for the whole team, Uh, but i got to ask you, are you going to... Uh, does this just uh, make the appetite greater for 2021 and the 2020, 2021 edition of the Snowflake 100, or are you ready to now take what you've learned and get into the Snowball Derby next year? What are the thoughts for next year? Have you guys talked about it?
2: Oh, definitely talked though. You know, I said the, you know, I wasn't really like I said, I wasn't really sure what to expect here this weekend, but you know, I said the Cole and I. You know, I, you know, me and Johnny talked. I said, you know what? I said, I have to come back now. I said, you know, we did so good. Um, You know, we got to come back. You know, whether it be a snowflake or a snowball, I have no idea. Uh, definitely leaning towards the snowflake again. But, you know, if, you know, we can get down for a couple extra races and, and maybe do a couple super late mall races, that would, uh, you know, that would definitely, you know, be a thought. But we will uh, definitely be back racing in Pensacola next year, both of us.
0: Well, I'll tell you what, kiddo, you did us all proud up here in Canada. You did a dynamite job behind the wheel of that fifty-four. Congratulations on that, and I know I can't wait to see you back in the parts for truck tour in twenty twenty-one. You, my friend, are right on the cusp of not only winning a lot of races, but you got to be a threat to absolutely all of the guys that you race against. You did a dynamite job, and we thank you so much for the time.
2: Uh, thank you. I mean, you know, that was another, you know, thought of coming down here. I haven't won a race back home, and you know, it was kind of a make-or-break deal. You know, come down and either do good or you know, get better. You know, that was that was that was a big thought of coming down here, not being able to, you know, be a little bit more successful at home. But you know, hopefully this translates to it.
0: Nah, it's gonna. I guarantee you, Jared. I can't wait to see you back behind the wheel, my friend. Dynamite job. Thank you very much. You want to believe that's Jared Butcher. Uh, we are going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk to his brother, driver of the 53, Cole Butcher. He was in the snowball uh, today, and he come home with a sixth place finish. We're going to catch up with Cole on the other side of this break. Stay with us. We will be back. <laughs>
3: Hey, race fans, this is Jeff Wilcox. Race Time Radio will be right back.
4: Whatever gets you through the
5: night. From coast to coast, coast, to coast you're listening to Canada Talks.
0: Tonight's Race Time Radio is fired up by Quick Quick Fire Starters. Available online at QuickWick.com. That's QuickWick, quick, quick,
6: Q W I C K W I C K dot com. RevTV is Canada's own motorsports network, featuring live races and rallies from around the world and right here at home. RevTV is your destination for motorsports action 24 7.
7: Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families people you might call neighbors will be here there and everywhere doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward you stop by a napa auto parts store you can count on napa know-how
0: winter is on the way cold temperatures mean we light fires to warm up or cook on sometimes even to survive quick quick fire starters are a must in your kit in your sled atv or vehicle Quickwick just may save your life if you get stranded this winter. Enjoy the winter. We're Canadian and so is Quickwick. They're available online. Go to quickwick.com. Quickwick fire starters. They work.
5: Alexa, play NASCAR radio on Sirius XM.
0: Sirius XM NASCAR radio from Sirius XM.
8: Start your Get access to NASCAR's biggest name. Martin Truex Jr. Kyle Busch. Chase Elliott. Hear live coverage of every single race. They're
0: side by side for the win! Whoa. It's
8: unfiltered 24 7 NASCAR. Welcome to
0: Victory Lane. we
8: got breaking news. Let's go to the hotline. This is Sirius XM NASCAR Radio, Channel 90. Listen on the app or at home on devices equipped with Amazon Alexa. Learn more at siriusxmcom NASCAR.
0: Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, New Glasgow, Andy Ganesh, and Port Hawkesbury, Nova Scotia. You can count on Napa know how.
5: If you're a Springsteen fan, you just found the promised land. Hey, Hear rare interviews and performances.
4: Oh, yes.
5: hey. Live concerts.
8: Is there anybody alive out
5: there? Celebrity DJs. This is Rob Lowe. Hey, babies! little Steven here. And more exclusives when listening to Bruce Springsteen's channel. Welcome, Bruce Springsteen, to E Street Radio, your home away from home. Great to me you. E Street Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 20. Race Time Radio to go. Streaming live or on demand.
0: And we are back with you live tonight on Race Time Radio, Sirius XM Channel 167, Canada Talks. Off to the hotline we go again now. Let's welcome in driver the number 53 for Atlantic Tilt Load. Uh, it was uh, Cole Butcher this time around. He was in the Snowball today, the Snowball Derby, and he come home with a sixth place finish. Just a masterful job. Let's welcome him in. Cole, what's going on? How are you? Good. How are you? Doing fantastic. Man, I'll tell you what. What a day for you in that 53 car. Uh, Awesome job. Awesome job. Can't say it any other way. Yeah, we had a really good
4: day today. We finished 6th. We had a good long long run, too, but the cautions didn't fall our way. But, um, no, I'm happy. Everything's in one piece, and we were able to bring the
0: on four, five, and six. Uh, unreal. Cole watching that race and watching it all unfold. I know in the middle portions of that race, you could see the 53 car sliding back a little bit. And I thought, you know what? That guy's saving something. That's the way Cole operates. He's saving something. And then all of a sudden, zoom, away you go. Junior looked at me, and he goes, you know what? He said, Cole just ran a half a second faster than the leaders, just so you know. He's coming. And uh, sure enough, you were. It just, uh, things need to materialize in a long race like that, doesn't it?
4: Yeah, they do. These tires down here, they wear out way faster than the ones we got at home. But um, it was a good race. We were to pace ourselves and run the mostly top ten, I think, the whole race. So I'm happy with that. And so is everybody else.
1: Now, as an older brother, you gotta you, you you obviously had one eye on on everything that your brother was doing over in the Snowflake. Uh, we got to talk about the the awesome job that he did. Ob- obviously, we just had him on the program, but but a- as an older brother, you, you had to have been pretty pumped to see everything transpire on the Snowflake side.
4: No, he did really good. He did way better than we all expected, actually. But no, he's able to bring it home, P four slash P three. So oh, no, we're all happy for him, and he was the top place in. With the motorsports car this weekend, and we all came home in one piece, and uh, he learned a lot. So, we'll we'll be i be back next year, better than ever, and uh, hopefully, uh, we can come do some more racing before the snow all there be next year to be more prepared.
1: Absolutely, Cole. Talk about the uh, the environment uh, that that uh, you, you know you, you got to take in this weekend. Uh, it seemed like the. Uh the atmosphere was absolutely electric there at uh, at, at Five Flags. Uh, obviously, you know, every year it is. It's it's a massive event, and, and everybody's happy to be there. But but different circumstances this year. I, I don't think that anybody can say anything other than that. Um, it, but it, it seemed like it was a completely awesome atmosphere down there.
4: Oh, well, lots of people completely sold out. Um, Kyle and Chase were here, so they definitely drawed in a lot of people. But, um, no, definitely a lot of people, a great crowd, uh, and some great races. Uh, I think this is the fastest derby we've ever raced before. Um, not many cautions and, uh, long green flag runs.
1: That pace, uh, that, you, you know, with no yellows, um, has got to be grueling in the car a little bit because you guys, it, it seemed like the race pace itself, um, you know, through the, through the beginning from the drop of the green to, uh, roughly that 200 lap mark, Um, it was just absolutely grueling behind the wheel. And, and, uh, talk a little bit about that, uh, how hard it is to save your stuff when it is like that.
4: Oh, it's extremely hard. I mean, you got 600 horsepower under your, under your belt. And, uh, no, I just, I found myself one time just looking straight to the windshield. I, you know, what I was looking at half the time, (laughs) I just got into the, into the groove and I'm like, I should probably start paying attention a little bit more, but that was fun, um definitely, you got to be up on the wheel, plus try to save at the same time, so it's mentally challenging, physically, so um, no, it's just, it's a fun challenge, it's nothing different.
0: Each year, you tend to get, um, well, you get, you get more experience, you get to know, you know, the guys that you're racing around, uh, doesn't help when they throw the cup champion at you, and it doesn't help when uh, Kyle Bush is in the field, uh, but take us back through uh, the actual race itself what was it like racing against those guys and a couple of times uh we've seen you make the move you and Kyle Busch running side by side uh Kyle got you but he didn't get you for long because you came right back and you got him back what was it like
4: uh, it was like racing normal I mean nothing different he's just normal person racing short track racing so um you know they all race clean with respect and You know, he had a a better car with me at one point. We let him go, and then we passed him back. So, you know, you just need to know who you're racing and um, make the best of it and don't do anything stupid.
0: So the long, like the long green flag run, the 53 car, the red 53, because there was a pile of 53s, it seemed like, in that race, but you were the red one. Uh, The long green flag run looked like you were, that that that's the kind of race that you were going to really excel in uh maybe not so much on the short run was it that way or did it just look that way to me
4: no we were way better on the long run we needed about 50 laps to get going um we had different motor packers than the other guys so uh you know we just played to our advantage in the long run but the cautions just didn't well they kind of i don't really know we just raced to the competition caution so uh i don't know we needed about 50 laps at the end
0: yeah, just just amazing to watch, though, that, that the pace of this one was phenomenal. Speed51.com uh, did a phenomenal job with this race. I don't think any other broadcast network could have done a better job than what they did with this whole weekend. Uh, what was it like at the track? Uh, did Was the cameras around you guys all the time? Because I sure seen you a lot on there. No, they weren't
4: really around us much, mostly... You know, with all the fast guys. We weren't the fastest of the week, so we were just, we were just there. But you know, that's uh, that's how it is. Um, we got interviewed a couple times, and they just did their thing. They always do a great job, so we can't thank them enough for putting on a great broadcasting crew and uh, you know, making it great for the viewers at home.
0: So what what happens now with that fifty three car you had today in that snowball derby? Is there any way you would want that car back north of the border in Nova Scotia with you, or are you quite happy with the equipment you got laid out to do the parts for truck store and adopting what you're learning down south?
4: Uh, yeah, this is our this is our new rowdy car that we we have now. It won't leave. It's not going to leave North uh, America. It's always going to be our southern car. So uh, no, we have a great program with rowdy manufacturing here on the southern part of the world and then uh distance racing is what we'll be using when we go race uh at home and uh a little bit north of the border so uh that's the plan right now the car is going back to wilson motorsport so um touch it up clean it up and hopefully we'll be able to come back and use it soon
1: you know, obviously, you've you've went down there and, and had results now, and you have posted you know great qualifying efforts. You've had great runs in, in you know a, a number of races. Um, you've built quite a little you know relationship with Donnie Wilson. Uh, you, you, every every major marquee event um, you know that you can think of on the super late model side, uh, you see a red fifty three now, and and uh, it's Donnie and and uh, and Cole together uh yeah, talk a little uh, bit about that relationship that you guys have uh does it feel like you're you're supposed to be there now you know at the big events
4: uh yeah me and donnie we get along great we talk about i don't know every every day um him and troy are they're great troy's a car chief crew chief maintains everything for us so uh, we have a great relationship with them along with donnie wilson and everybody at wilson motorsports just like our second family, second racing team, everybody gets along. Um, so no uh he treats us great and we can't ask for anything better. So uh you know, I think this is our 5th year together and we'll we'll be with them uh for the foresee- foreseeable future.
0: Got to love it. Thud. 20 to go. 20 to go. What did you need that you didn't get? Uh, with the 20 to go sign, when the green flag came back out, what did you need that you didn't get? What will you guys mark down for next year for that last segment?
4: Uh, well, 50 more horsepower.
0: <laughs> the 50 more horse would have done it?
4: Yeah, I don't know. We were pretty good in the long run. We just didn't, they could pull us on the short run. So, uh, different parts, different parts motors versus spec motors. So I went with the spec motor because, um, That's what I had last year, and we liked it. But uh, next year we'll have something different, and we'll be up with the other guys.
0: Yeah, you got to learn, right? You live, you learn, you try, and that's what makes things better. Uh, uh, Cole, dynamite watching you guys. Uh, What is the plan? When are you coming home? Are you going to stay down there a couple days? What's the plan for you guys?
4: Uh, I'll probably be home Wednesday or Thursday, and we'll be off quarantine. New Year's, uh, not New Year's, uh, Christmas Eve.
1: Uh, so what are you going to do for quarantine now? You guys are just going to i race. You're just going to sit there and and i race for uh, for two weeks straight, or what?
4: Yeah, we'll probably kill each other by then. But uh, <laughs> now is the, the race, race shop.
1: The, the race shop, I guess, is is you know you can quarantine yourself in the race shop, right?
4: No, the race shop's at Atlantic though, Load, so uh. not really an option. We got a house for renting that we're going to go stay at for two weeks, so... Be interesting. Gotcha. Yeah,
0: even your mom and dad aren't going to want you guys hanging out for two weeks, right? They're going to want to say, yeah. hey, you guys stay over there.
4: <laughs> yeah, they changed the rules so you can't quarantine at your house anymore. Um, if you quarantine, everybody has to quarantine. So that took that out of the picture. So I guess it's just me and Jared going to. Figure it out again. Well, you go. take up origami or
1: something, right? Yeah, it'd be
4: interesting. Well, <laughs>
0: you guys did a dynamite job. I'll tell you what—you gave Canada lots to be proud of. Both of you did. Uh, congratulations on another successful uh, successful snowball derby, and uh, you guys be safe on your way home. I know. I can't wait to get uh, caught back up with you guys. Out on Canada's East Coast, and uh, we'll talk to you lots before that green flag goes in the air, Cole.
4: Perfect. Well, I appreciate you guys having me and have a good Christmas slash New Year's.
0: You want to believe it. Uh, all the best to you. Uh, say hi to Darren, uh, uh, of course, Ann, and uh, everybody <laughs> at Atlantic Till Load, bud. All right. Thank you. You betcha. Uh, Cole Butcher. What a job those two youngsters did out there in what? The premier series in. Uh, in all of the North America, really, the biggest event uh, was Dynamite. See those two guys do what they did.
1: Yeah, for sure. Look at the like the the competition level that uh, you know was at the Snowflake was at the Snowball this year. Um, you know, it's always tough. There's always a tremendous amount of good cars at the Snowball. There's always a tremendous amount of good cars at the Snowflake. There will be for the foreseeable future. Um, but when you look at at this year specifically. You know, we've we've talked about it. We talked about it with Bob Dildner. We talked about it with the guys previewing it, leading up to it. We all got to witness it. You know, we all got to watch it. Um, you know, I, I spend a lot of time looking at our monitor and stuff throughout the course of practice and the race and all that stuff. Yeah, and yeah. The competition level it, that was at Five Flags Speedway is it, way closer than any cup race that you could shake a stick at. Yeah, it's yeah, way closer say. than any IndyCar race. It's way closer than, than, you know, any other short track race that is on the planet. Um, you know, everybody that rolled in through the back gate with a super light model behind their truck had a shot to win the race. If they hit the right setup, if they, you know, got the right line and they got the right track position every car there was capable of winning Well, and you know? it's a
0: tribute to Ricky Brooks in it, keeping the playing field level right that's that's key to everything it always has been always will be and he's done
1: a great job with that yep and uh, you know i seen a, a a really interesting you know they 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 shared a clip of the uh the drivers meeting right and they had Ricky Brooks on there um you know going through they had planned they had 10 motor stands you know uh sitting there for for after the race and he said you know we're probably not going to pull 10 we've got 10 here if we need them um you know they're going to pull some motors and they're going to take them back it's not going to affect the outcome of the race they're going to do the tech at the track but they're going to pull a select few motors that ricky brooks wanted to see um they were going to do dyno testing they're going to you know Take them back, analyze them, and make sure that that program is where it's supposed to be. Right. You know, and they've been constantly adjusting. In, in the super late model world, uh, you know, in, in the crate late model world, you have crate lates, and they are supposed to be crate supposed engines. To. Yep. Um, and, you know, they've, they keep them under wraps because of the little seals that they have, right? Quote right. unquote. Yep. Um, but the, the super late model program is a spec motor. So every part and piece is spec'd. And you can build it yourself as long as you use all the the parts that you're supposed to. That's right. Um, and it meets all the measurements, right? Um, and, you know, th- there's ways that it can get out of hand. And there's ways that it that it can stay, you know, Pandora's box can stay closed. And, you know, there was a heated exchange in that driver's meeting with Ricky and and a few of the competitors, um, you know, where, you know, he he is adamant about keeping that box shut. Um, and we're seeing that, you know, you, you, it wasn't that long ago that you could think of the snowball derby, or you could think of uh, new Smyrna speed weeks, or you could think of a, a number of the big races where there were only five cars there that had a shot at winning. Yeah. And I know that Derek Thorne was in a different area code this week. Um, he was fast, but did he win the race? Well, no, he didn't. But it's you know he he, he was,
0: went through the same tests. He, as everybody no, 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 else. no.
1: I'm not saying that. He, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that the box is closed. Yeah. and 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 oh, that agree. that they're keeping the lid on it. Like yep. he he was fast all weekend, and there's always going to be the fast guy. There's always going to be a sure fast car. Is. Yep. Um, but as long as the, the car is fast because of setup and because the driver yep that's all you can ask for and when you look at at the way that the tech you know program is at five flag speedway it is so bang on and what is needed based on the rule book that is presented to the competition base and and you know you you have to take your hat off and you have to say you know congratulations to you guys for making that happen
0: well dynamite racing all weekend long and Uh, uh, second to none. We are going to continue this conversation about the Snowball Derby with yet one more Canadian that was in the field, did a great job, come home 16th, qualified 24th. Of course, I'm talking about Caden Lapsevich. He's going to join us on the other side of the break. Stay there. We will be back.
6: Time Radio is fueled by VP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. Dawson Dental Centers. Get your victory lane smile at dawsondental.ca. Is it your job to light
0: the fire, the campfire, or maybe you're like me and you heat your home with wood? You need to use it quick with. These fire starters work. No paper or kindling and presto, your fire is going every time. No toxic fumes. Just warm, enjoyable flames. You can get them online. Go to quickwick.com.
6: QuickWick, they work. From two wheels to four, and so much more. Rev TV also features exclusive live race series, up-to-date news coverage, documentaries, how-to programs, and so much more. RevTV offers you the best seat in the house to feel the rush. Go green with Rev TV
0: Tonight's race time radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, New Glasgow, Handy Ganesh, and Port Hawkesbury, Nova Scotia. You can count on Napa Know How.
8: Men, 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 morning men. Hi, I'm Evan Cohen. And and I'm Mike Babchak. We were given 30 seconds to describe our show, Morning Men, on Mad Dog Sports Radio. So I'll ask you some questions and you give me the answers. What do we do for fun? You, go to the diner with your family. Me, I drink and forget I have a family. Biggest crush? You, Tom Brady. Me, anyone in yoga pants. What do we want to do more of? You, talk about what happened the night before in the world of sports. Me, I would like to do more of my wife. (laughs) I think we just ran out of time. Morning Men, 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern, Mad Dog Sports Radio, Sirius XM 82, and the Sirius XM app. Race Time Radio.
5: Only on Sirius XM One Sixty Seven. We get you close. I want my if you're looking for miles per gallon, you're definitely at the wrong place. Maybe a few channels up or a few channels down, you'll find it. But this is Race Time Radio.
0: And we are back with you live tonight on Sirius XM Channel 167 Canada Talks. we got to thank you all for tuning in tonight. We're talking Snowball Derby. Uh, we've heard from two of the Canadians that ran the Snowflake 100, uh, Jarrett Butcher on Friday, or pardon me, on Saturday night. Then today, the 53rd Annual Snowball Derby was on the racetrack, Five flag Speedway, Pensacola, Florida, And we just heard from Cole Butcher coming home sixth in the race. One more Canadian that was in that field and did a masterful job for his first trip around Pensacola and for his first Snowball Derby. He qualified 24th. He comes home with his number 16 APC car in 16th spot. He is Caden Lapsevich and he is on the hotline with us. What's going on, Caden? Good job, my friend. Thank you. Dynamite stuff. So your impressions, your first time around, the snowball derby. Is it all it's cracked up to be? It sure looked like it.
3: Yeah, it, it sure is. It's it's a whole new ball game than what I'm used to. Um it's it's the best of the best from across the nation. Um both from Canada and the States, so I mean I learned a lot. I had some fun, I guess to say. And uh you know, well I learned a lot of what to do and what not to do. Um, learn what I need to do better. And, uh, you know, it is a, a big learner weekend. And I think it's obvious, obvious if I go back there a second time, if we go back next year, I, I think we'll be even better.
0: Man, you come home with a straight number 16. Great. At least it looks straight from all I've seen on Speed51.com. Uh, you got to keep the fenders on it, and you did that. Uh, it may be lacking a little bit of speed, but... Uh, Man, there was a fast pace. You had to be up on the wheel the whole time, and I know you were. But if you're off a little bit, it can look like you're off a mile, right?
3: Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, after after practice yesterday, Trayton showed me a, a video of the left front. It, it didn't look right, and, you know, I got examining it, and, you know, I had a slug in backwards, and, you know, that's on me. I just overlooked it. So, it really, I had been adjusting wrong the whole weekend, but... um. You know, I made the decision to, you know, go and change the slug, make it right, and kind of restart. And I put myself in a little bit of a pickle there. Um, you know, I thought I, I thought I would have been a little bit better than I was, but you know, I had made so many adjustments throughout the weekend, just trying to compensate for what what was wrong, and I I couldn't figure it out. Um, it just it wouldn't react to changes. It it wouldn't really do a lot of things I wanted it to do. But um, you know, we we fixed the slug. Sort of tried to reset everything as best as we could with, <clears throat> excuse me, with the the time frame we were given there uh, Saturday night. But um, you know it was we were we were better than we had been all weekend uh, in race pace. But um, you know we we had a little bit too much motor in the car and it, it lacked a little bit of drive. But um, you know I just I gotta do a better job in the shop and looking things over and making sure everything's right.
1: That's, uh, I mean, uh, the million dollar thing, right? When it when it comes time for racing, is those little bugs that uh, that you can chase or the little gremlins, if you will. Um, it, it's always, uh, it's always hindsight is always twenty twenty, right? It's it makes it easier to look back on it. Um, but but you'll you'll get better in in the future, right? And and when you look at at the effort that you guys put in, um, really when you look at the last chance qualifier, it was a who's who. I would have paid money to just to watch the last chance qualifier at any other racetrack. Um, and you guys qualified your way in immediately for your in your first attempt. So that's got to feel like a win right out of the gate. But. Caden, when you look at the racetrack and you look at the competitors that you were around, obviously you've raced against quite a few of those guys at you know other races like the Winchester Four Hundred or you know in the Outlaw Car or or at other various late model races. Um, when you look at at the Derby and you look at at Five Flags Speedway, is it can you compare it to anything else that you've ever done racing wise?
3: I mean, you can you can kind of compare it to like the canadian short track nationals there but you know at the end of the day you're you're super late model racing in florida in december um you know the track goes through so many so many swings um the, the competition level is unreal and uh it's just it's tough you know making making the race on its own to lock in through qualifying is big on its own absolutely um, it saves you having to worry about going through the lcq and tearing up in a Tearing up equipment, which they usually do, I was kind of surprised they didn't this year. But um, you know that that was a big relief off the chest after after qualifying. Um, but it's it's just it's it's an event of its own. Um, the track itself has so much characteristics, and it. it's rough. Um, it's real uh It's it's tough on tough on race cars, tough on tires, and you know you gotta you gotta be set up well, and you gotta do a good job behind the wheel, saving your equipment.
1: Sitting behind the wheel of that car uh, for that long run, uh, well, I guess th- there was two extremely long runs back to back and and you know they, they were definitely grueling to to watch, so I could only imagine what you went through uh, conditioning wise you as a driver you know you don 't get an opportunity to do that you know on a regular basis, you do get to do it you know you 've done lots of long races in the past but but those long runs. Uh, what did it feel like for you behind the wheel? Did did you feel like uh, you were you were falling out of the seat? Did you feel good? Did, how did you feel?
3: I mean, I'm ready to go again tomorrow. I we can go run another 300 laps tomorrow, and I think I'd be just fine. But that's uh, awesome. No, we always we we always made a, a joke when I was racing Pinty's that I was always the sweatiest driver when I got out of the race car, <laughs> I, and it, it was never because I was out of shape or I mean I might have been a little out of shape, but. You know, it was it was never because I was tired or anything. I just, you know, I don't I don't run a, a helmet hose. Well, I run a helmet hose, but it's just a little fan. Like I don't run those high dollar air conditioner units or anything. But um, you know, today I it was cool. It was it was actually really easy to be in the car. Um, you know, I got out. My hair was still dry. Um, you know, I had a little body sweat, which is normal. But um, it was it was fairly easy behind the wheel. Um, the long runs kind of sucked. Uh, just because you know we were off, so I was really chasing it and getting frustrated as we went on. But um, I just, I mentally, I needed to prepare myself better for what, you know, what what was to come over those long runs.
0: Well, you didn't know, right? It was your first ever uh, snowball derby, so that's what the whole idea was—to get down there, get the experience, go out there. And uh, I, I know personally, knowing you, Caden, you wouldn't be happy with sixteenth place finish. Uh, but man, when you look at the competition, you went up against the best you possibly could have ran against on that speedway in the 53rd annual. You got to look at that as being, Hey, we really accomplished something here because you did.
3: Yeah. It's, it's funny. Uh, everybody, right keeps saying, you know, Oh, awesome job. You did. You did great in your first time down there. And it's, you know, it's, it's like you guys know it. Um, you guys know me pretty well. It's, I hate, I hate losing. Uh, <laughs> I hate being down. I hate sucking. I just, <laughs> I don't like being off. You know, I'm, I'm really hard on myself behind the wheel, um, being making sure the car is perfect. And you know, it's just at the end of the day, it comes down to I made, I made a mistake in the shop and it hurt us all weekend. And you know, I got, I got to do a better job. Absolutely. Next year. Next year, I
0: right? I bet uh,
1: there's there's going to be a bold lettering on on the uh, on the checklist for next year. Check the slugs, oh, right? Sure. Like there, it, it'll be it'll be it'll be bold, you know, it probably in in a couple fonts sizes larger. Um, Caden, obviously, check the slug. <laughs> yeah, check the slug. Hey, uh, look at, uh, you know, obviously you're down in, in Pensacola and, and, you know, you're, you're living down there now. You're, you're turning wrenches and, and working for, you know, one of the, the largest chassis builders in the history of chassis building. Um, but, but what kind of response did you get out of Canada while you were down there? Did you get lots of messages and Facebook posts and, and stuff like that? Did you get lots of Canadian support?
3: Yeah, I mean, ever since I made a post on Wednesday that, you know, said, you know, here at Pensacola, ready to go and excited for practice, my my Facebook, my Twitter, the messages, they've been going off the hook. And I can't thank everyone enough that supported me and tuned in and watched um, watched the race. You know I, know, I know we didn't have the best run, but, you know, I really do appreciate everyone that gave it a watch and, you know, encouraged me throughout the weekend, so... I appreciate all of Canada. I know they were behind me, and uh, I just I hope we can do it again and do better for all.
0: Now I know you got to go to work on Monday, and your work down there. Are you going to be able to come home for Christmas? Uh, are you going to make it back up on this side of the border for at least a week or so uh, to take in the holiday, and then head back.
3: That that's the plan as of right now. Um, you now I guess it all depends on what what happens. Um, you know, with the Canadian government and all the COVID stuff. Um, I, I really haven't been paying much attention to it, but I usually get my information from my mom. But, um, you know, I'm hoping I can. Uh, I miss home. I miss my family. And uh, You know, it was nice to have a couple of them at the racetrack this weekend. It, it made the week a lot easier.
0: Yeah. Awesome stuff. Kaden. you did awesome. Uh, what's next? Is the Red Eye 100 the next one on your calendar, do you think, uh New Smyrna Speedway always fires up in January. That's the next one that I know we always look out
3: for. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not really sure what uh, next year holds yet. To be honest, um, there's a lot of talk up in the air about what could go on. But um, you know, I, you know, this year, in a year of where we thought things couldn't couldn't be any worse, it's been the time of my life, and I hope we can do it all over again. And you know, I, I really can't thank everybody that that stood behind me. Um, you know, APC jumped on for the Derby, and then uh, Austin and Karen from Ace Services, uh, AP Race Engines, all of them—they they supported me a lot in the last few years, and I hope we can continue our relationships and go on and do something great next year too.
0: Well, they do that—they support you because you're uh, you're good at it, there, kiddo, and uh, we love keeping our eye on you, and I know we'll get you back on this show. Uh, real soon, uh, and we'll catch up and find out how things are coming along. You did a great job. You did us all proud up here in the Maple Leaf land, buddy.
1: Thank you. I appreciate it. Check the slugs. Check the slugs. I will.
0: <laughs> Santa Claus. <laughs> check That's the right. Slugs. That's right. Have a good yeah. one, buddy. You betcha, Caden. Great Have a good day. one. Yeah. Caden Lapsevich. Uh, yeah, he won't forget to ever check the slugs again. But that's what it's all about, Joe. That's what the, you know. What you got to go through that? It was his first trip down there. Yep. Like I say, qualified in. That's huge, right there.
1: Yep. You know, Bubba it, didn't. No,
0: Bubba didn't qualify. He had to go through the last chance qualifier.
1: Yeah, Noah Gregson, a past winner of the Derby, didn't qualify. You know, yeah. like like you you look at uh, you know you, you look at at the names that that just simply didn't make it into the race and it's a who's who you look at the guys who had to take a provisional, um, and it's a, who's who, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's a crazy tough field and, uh, you know, just, just being there, just being a part of it, I know he doesn't – he's not happy with 16th. You can hear it. You know, he's dejected almost, right. you know. Um, you know, we could sit there and say it's great. It's a great run all day long. But what makes him great is that – and what makes a race car driver great is that they want to win, right? Mm. Um, but it's uh, – you know, it's – there's so many instances in this sport where that little that little slug being in backwards – um, you know, just putting the gears in upside down, you know, things, something things that are just yes. stupid that just you don't, little that things. you've never done before, um, you know, can, can bite you. And, uh, uh, you know, it's interesting that, uh, he mentioned that Trayton showed him a video, you know, it, it, think about back in the day. That would have never have been possible, right. right? And and it would have taken a guy standing in the infield to actually take notice of that. Right. Um, you know, and, and today, you know, he, he should thank his lucky stars that he had that video because it probably helped him, you know, dramatically. Um, but, uh, you know, there's... It, it, the thing about it is, is you can't get down on that one instance, right? No. And and he won't. He's going to move on. He's going to go do some really cool things. And and uh, you know, when you look at at just being there and and putting the numbers down, um, I think that uh, he impressed a lot of people. It brought home a straight race car, obviously, and uh, you know, I, I I know that you know my timeline was lit up with Caden Lapsovich all over it. Oh. Sure. Hey, we want to congratulate the
0: ultimate winner of today's snowball derby. Uh, How about the 91 of Ty Majeski? He did a dynamite job in that race. Uh, Feel bad for the 43 of Derek Thorne, but uh, you know what? The 91 won that race. He did a great job. He's cleared through tech, it is official. And, uh, well, I know we'll talk more about it in hour number two, but I want to tell you quickly who we got in hour two, and it's going to have to wait because i got to throw it back to Toronto for the news update, and then we will be back for hour number two, and I will tell you exactly who we got coming up, which I didn't do off the top of the show, uh, but I digress. Back to you, Scotty, in Toronto. We will be back in 90 seconds. Stay right there. Don't go anywhere.
5: You're listening to Canada Talks on Sirius XM, channel 167.
0: Race Time Radio is brought to you by the Quality Inn Halifax Airport, the official stay of the Race Time Radio broadcast crew. Also by APX Racewear, the motorsports leader in custom crew apparel and fire suits. Also by the Wooden Door Bistro. <music>
8: Broadcasting live from the track. We're here to get trophies. Never give up, baby. Sirius XM NASCAR Radio Channel 90 is your home for all things NASCAR. The yellow lights come on. Everything's
5: happening so fast.
8: Every race.
5: Hard contact
3: into the safer barrier.
8: Exclusive interviews. This is more than just a job. We don't get caught up in being famous. The only broadcasting outlet in the world delivering NASCAR 24 7,
6: 365. Thank you, you you're the. Sirius XM NASCAR radio. Channel 90.
5: (laughs) We're back with our number two of race time radio. With the two Joes. Here on race time radio. On Sirius XM 167. Where Canada talks.
0: And just like that. 90 seconds is up. Our number one is over there, and our number two is in front of us here tonight, all live on Sirius XM channel 167 Canada Talks. Or maybe you're tuned in on the Performance Motorsport com. throughout the course of the week. Hello to absolutely all of you. Or 98.9XFM out in Antigonish. Or how about Gearhead Country Radio? All those different ways you could tune into Time Radio. Uh, and maybe you want to listen on your time, you can do that. Get to racetimeradio.com, or you can go to iTunes and always just search Racetime Radio, hit like, hit subscribe, click on it, and presto, you'll have the show, uh, and you can go back and listen to it whenever you feel like doing that. Also available on the SiriusXM app, Uh, all those different ways. Uh, But I got to tell you, uh, I, I got a couple things on my mind here. First, uh, we want to send our thoughts and prayers, absolutely, from all of us here at Race Time Radio. Um, just last week, we lost a good friend to Race Time Radio, Jim Hallahan. Out on Canada's East Coast, uh, Jim passed away. Uh, it, and our, our thoughts go absolutely to everybody in the Parts for Trucks Tour Uh, I got to say, 10 years ago, uh, we've been broadcasting the races out on Canada's East Coast now for 10 years. And I got to tell you, the very first race that we ever did out there, um, uh, Sue and I got picked up at the airport in Halifax. Uh, The very first person I ever met on that East Coast uh, was Jim Hallihan. He was driving, at that time, he was driving the pace car, and it was his job to pick us up at the airport. Uh, we didn't know where we were going. Of course, we landed at uh, the Halifax airport. Didn't have a clue on anything. And Jimmy was the first guy to pick us up. Um, I, we became great friends over the years. And, of course, Jim Hallahan, a staple in short track racing. He had a storied short track career. Uh, his wife, Liz, a major part of the Maritime Motorsports Hall of Fame. Um, and I'll tell you what, uh, Jim was, uh, he did have cancer. Uh, his health was failing. I know uh, the last time I seen him was last summer uh, when we finished up on the, uh, on the East Coast. And uh, I was really hoping to see him again this year. Uh, not in the cards. Uh, there was one race this year at Scotia Speed World for the Parts for Trucks Tour, that race was the Jim Hallahan 250, and uh, that was in honor of Jimmy Hallahan. And I'll tell you, he would have been looking down from the heavens today and watching those two guys from the East Coast. He would have been watching Caden. He would have been watching that Snowball Derby. And I'll tell you what, he would have had a big smile on his face because I'll tell you what, no one was a bigger short track fan than Jim Hallahan. Um, and uh, I also got to say, he is going to be missed immensely. I know we here are going to miss him, uh, but everybody on that East Coast uh, is going to miss Jim Hallahan. And uh, he'll always be in our thoughts. Uh, he'll always be in uh, all of our thoughts when the green flag flies. Uh, and uh, he was a good supporter of Race Time Radio. Did you met Jim Hallahan? Didn't you, Junior? I, I Can did you remember Jimmy? Yep, yep. yep. yep.
1: I met him. Uh, it would have been the Cat 250 um, when I went out there. Um, he was driving the pace car back then. Yeah, that was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, yeah, he was a great, great old guy. He, he could. He had lots of stories.
0: Well, well, and a true story that I've got to share with everybody. Of course, uh, all of us here in Ontario. Uh, everybody in Canada and down south no Junior Hanley. Yeah. Everybody knows Junior. Uh, he is our legend up here. Uh, Junior Hanley was originally from the Maritimes. Mm-hmm. And Junior uh, got into short track racing out there. He came to Ontario, moved to Ontario to compete here. He could get more racing in different tracks. He had uh, bigger aspirations. Uh, Junior Hanley... Moved here to Ontario. Well, uh, Jim Hallahan lived here in Ontario. Yep. And Jimmy moved out east to compete against Junior Hanley. Yep. And when he got out there, lo and behold, Junior Hanley <laughs> left the Maritimes and moved here to Ontario. Uh, Jimmy Hallahan stayed out there, uh, got with a dealership, ended up staying there, and put his roots in on Canada's east coast. But... Uh, Anybody that knows short track racing knows that Jimmy Hallahan was a force to be reckoned with. He wanted to compete against Junior all the time. But uh, when you talked to Jimmy, he said, "Oh, the only reason why Junior moved is because he knew I was coming to get him."
1: That's right. <laughs> it's uh, there was no Twitter back then. No, right now, now if a competitor is moving from Nova Scotia to Ontario or vice versa, you, you're going to know about oh, it. Oh, you the know day all about it. it. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, definitely, it was. Uh, you know, there's. There's some good, you know, lots of takeaways from the racing back in the day, right? Yeah. Like when you when you hear about some of the stories of what these guys did, um, it was, uh, you know, uh, there was a lot of guys that, and it, they didn't make a living on just strictly racing. They always did something different, but it was a, right. a part of their living, right? Right? So whether they worked at a dealership sometimes, or whether they were a mechanic, or whether they were building race cars, you know, there, there was always a tie there, but the majority of their time was spent in racing mm. and uh you know you look at a guy like that uh he he had he had so much history right oh, so much history time. to motorsports and um you know definitely he he's in the the motorsports hall of fame yes um and uh in in the maritimes is right. he in the canadian motorsports hall, hall of fame that i don't that i don't he will know. be uh, he, he will he be he should be he he's, will be yes. uh, if he's not if he's not already he yes. will be in the Canadian Motorsports Hall of Fame as well. Uh, but he's definitely in the Motorsports Hall of Fame, uh, the Atlantic um, Oh, the Maritime, the, the Maritime, yes. Uh, uh, Hall of Fame for That sure. I can guarantee. And, uh, you know, eventually, if he's not in the Canadian Motorsports Hall of Fame, he'll be in that one as well. Yeah. Um, just a, a massive name in in short track auto racing.
0: Let me tell you who we have got coming up here in our number two. We've got a stout lineup, I might add. Uh, coming up shortly, uh, and it's going to be just after the break, uh, we're going to hear from Mark Rinaldi. You'll remember having uh, us having Mark on the show Way back when the racing season was about to fire off, the pandemic was really, uh, you know, right in full blossom, as it is today. Uh, Mark Rinaldi um, reached out to a pile of racetracks and different disciplines of racing in the province of Ontario, and they put together an association um, to go after and, and to work with the government to try and get some short track racing happening at some tracks here in Ontario. And uh, they had limited success. Uh, One of the big takeaways from what Mark and uh, what Alex and what all those racetracks were trying to do was, you know, put an association together and uh, be able to help one another through this pandemic, There are next steps. Of course, the pandemic isn't over. Uh, Lots of good news coming down the pipeline, that there's a vaccine. There's all kinds of good things happening. But we don't know the exact timeline yet. And the work continues in the background to get prepared for 2021. And we're going to have Mark Rinaldi back on here tonight. He is the owner-promoter at Brighton Speedway. um, But he is also a major spokesman for the uh, the Association of uh, Racing here in the province of Ontario. So we're going to get caught up with Mark tonight in our number two. Uh, we're also, because all the race cars now are officially put away, the Snowball Derby is over. We are uh, knee-deep, so to speak, in the off-season. And I know race fans are always looking for some form of racing to get their teeth into and something that they can get out and experience. Well, I got to tell you, uh, I've been a big fan for a lot of years, and I know, Junior, you have too, of the CSRA here in Canada. Of course, Snowcross is about to begin, so I thought it would be a great idea to get the owner-promoter of CSRA Mr. Ken, is going to join us and we'll talk some snow cross and see what he's got coming up.
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, same, the same types of, uh, you know, issues I can see kind of coming down the pipeline on the pandemic side, sure. um, they're, they're going to be fighting the same, the same types of, uh, of battles that we fought all summer long with the stock car racing or motocross or any of that, um, or concerts for that matter, you know, outdoor gatherings, um, uh, but that being said, I think that they've got some opportunity as well, um, uh, given the winter months and given the ability to social distance at some of those venues. Um, it'll be interesting to see how it can transpire, right? Yeah, um, big time. And, and we'll get some insight on you know from Canavan on the planning stages that uh, that that you know, they are working on heading into the 2021 season, uh, on the snow cross side. And, and, you know, it's, it's always interesting because, um, you know, we look at stock car racing, whether it be dirt or asphalt, uh, or, or drag racing for that matter. Um, you know, we, we are so focused on that all of the time. Uh, but it's really interesting to see the advances in the extreme sports world sure um, from snowcross motocross uh, we are uh, we are all up against the exact same types of problems right mm-hmm. sponsorship or uh, you know getting bums in the seats to to watch our events or divisions, uh, divisions and right. competitor bases and really you know it's even though it's a different discipline it's the same type of clientele um, and and the same type of audience Audience, right? There's a lot of crossover. A lot sure. of people who you know love stock car racing, love motocross or snowcross, and right, um, you know, there's there's a tremendous amount of crossover, and it, it's really interesting. You know, there was there's a you know a prominent NASCAR Pinty Series team, uh you know, that was looking at putting together a a, a competitive snowcross team, and I, I don't know whether it has happened yet or not, uh, but that is coming down the pipe. Well, um, look at a guy you know, like Mike. Schmidt. Exactly. There's a guy like Mike Schmidt, Mike Schmidt and and uh you know even uh rick uh, uh what's what's rick's oh look at on, that just blank yeah it's there's a
0: blank on there. mike's team though mike's On mike's
1: team, team. rick Wilson. Guy, Rick Wilson there you Rick go. Wilson like he sponsors guys yes. on the london recreational yes, on the stock car side yep. uh, but then also you know is is part of the competition side uh, on the motocross side or yep. on the snowcross side so um you know there's a tremendous amount of crossover um and but yet they they're going to have a different approach than what we did and it'll be interesting to hear it
0: well just before i hit this brick i also want to uh, just just touch back for 2 seconds here About the snowflake last night. Yes. Um, uh, There was a lot of controversy at the end of that. Um, The 51 car got into uh, Bubba Pollard. Yep. Touched him at the end there. Bubba spun around. Steven Nassi goes to victory lane, gets out of the car, gets a quick word with him, and then within moments, Steven Nassi gets levied a penalty, which pops him out of uh, that winner's circle. And uh, it was great news for you. You ended up winning the pool with Johnston there. Yes.
1: Lucky dude. Yeah, we uh we did a, a neat little race and or, or a pool in the race shop. Uh, of course, there was just a couple of us uh you know, on the race team get together and uh yeah, we made You know, made a bunch of picks and, and, uh, I didn't look like I had a shot at winning that deal right up until like 10 to go. And, you know, that 15 car just came on strong and, and obviously all the stuff that happened. Um, what a controversial finish, right? Short track racing. I Um, did a
0: little poll on Twitter just to find out what people's opinion was It the right What's your opinion on it? What was your opinion on it? And, um, I got to tell you that poll and you can have a look at it at the race time radio Twitter, um, Eighty percent disagreed with the call that was made. They kind of figure Stephen Nassi should have been that winner of that race, it wasn't uh, the way they sort of called it. But we're not all officials. I right? mean,
1: I mean, if it's a world where you can just drive through the leader and he didn't and, drive and through spin him, touch him, yeah, he but he still spun him. out. If if I know. in in the world of stock car racing, if it's okay to Spin the guy out and you win the race. So spin the guy in front of you and you win the race. Welcome if, to if,
0: NASCAR.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. And and I don't feel like I'd anybody
0: worse than that in all levels of NASCAR.
1: All yep. levels Correct. of NASCAR and, and I don't and think that be the, okay. I don't think that the racing base is okay with that. I don't think that the the general racing well, base is okay with you being able to wreck the leader, but to, he didn't to win. wreck him, he didn't
0: wreck him. He no, did not. Wreck but him. where do
1: you draw the line? Where he do you draw the line? He did not wreck him. He, he, he touched him. He touched him and he spun around. Well, so so it, it, it in I in, in the world of motorsports, in the motorsports world, if you. If you just bump a guy, just touch him, and he spins around, right, for the win. It's got to be no contact then. Or if you drive through full throttle and bend the rear clip on the guy's car, it's the same thing. It's the same thing. Big difference. Same thing if they both spin spin around. Well,
0: I can tell you the poll that I've got out on Twitter, 80% agree with what I'm saying. Only 20% agree with what you're saying. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying. I, no,
1: I I they they don't agree with Stephen Nassi losing the, the race win.
0: That's right. I don't agree with that. He yeah. didn't wreck the guy. Did he touch him? Yes. And yes, did he spin he around? He did. Did the twenty six spin around? Yes. He did. Yep. He did. But was it so Nassi he, he that spun him? him? No, it wasn't. What? It wasn't Nassi that spun so him. So if
1: fifty one never touched him, the twenty six would have spun out on his own? No. Nope. No, he, okay, I didn't so say that. Okay, so the 51 that. did spin him out. I didn't say that. Did the 51 spin the 26 or not? No. Okay, so didn't. the 26 would have spun out by himself if, if well, Nasty wasn't there.
0: if you get loose and you keep your foot in it, you're going to spin around. You're coming to the checkered to win the race. There you go. I didn't say that anything was wrong with the what the 26 did. I'm just saying it wasn't the 51's fault. Yeah. Wasn't the 51's fault. No, it was was the front
1: bumper of the 51's fault.
0: (laughs) Get out of here. We're going to hit this break when we come back. we got Mark Rinaldi standing in the wings. We're going to bring him on here. Stay with us.
6: Hi, race fans. I'm Al Baki from the Saskatoon Stock Car Racing Association. You're listening to Race Time Radio.
5: You're listening to Canada Talks on Sirius XM, channel one sixty-seven.
0: Dive Radio is brought to you by the Quality Inn Halifax Airport. The official stay of the Race Time Radio broadcast crew. Also by APX Racewear, the motorsports leader in custom crew apparel and fire
5: suits. Mad Dog Sports Radio is opinionated, passionate sports talk with a bite
8: from the hijinks of the morning Man. I bet your parents do too. They go big bolt shopping. Hey, sir. I got 50 jars of duck sauce. We don't even eat duck sauce. But I got a good day. To
5: the inside of Adam Shine. Bill Balichick is the best coach in the history of sports. Not NFL. Sports. And the animated energy <laughs> of the Mad Himself, Christopher Russo, this is the channel to talk about your
8: favorite sports team, Mad Dog Sports Radio, Channel 82, or anytime on the Sirius XM
6: app. Rev TV is Canada's own motorsports network, featuring live races and rallies from around the world and right here at home. RevTV is your destination for motorsports action 24-7. Even though Napa is a nationally known name,
7: nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families people you might call neighbors will be here there and everywhere doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward you stop by a napa auto parts store you can count on napa know-how
0: tonight's Racetime radio is brought to you by napa auto parts stores new glasgow Andy Ganesh, and port hoxbury nova scotia you can count on napa know-how
5: Fox News Headlines 24-7 is on Sirius XM with With headlines every 15 minutes. I'm Kevin Brincon. I'm Therese Crowley. I'm Jim McKay. A channel that delivers your world news, business, what's trending
6: in digital, entertainment, and sports. Your news in a way you've never heard before with headlines every 15 minutes. Fox News Headlines 24-7. All the information you need.
5: Ready when you are. We're live from America's news headquarters. Sirius XM Channel 115 or listen on the Sirius XM app. Taking you all the way to the track
0: and back. And we are back with you live tonight on Racetime Radio. Uh, Sue working uh, away at getting Mark on the hotline. Uh, Mark Rinaldi from Brighton Speedway. Uh, we're going to have him now. Uh, my The phone number I had for Mark. May have not been the right phone number now that I think of it. but uh, Sounds like the phone's ringing. Okay? I would think. Maybe maybe it's Merck calling us in, but uh, that's good. We will uh, catch up with him. I know the association is working hard right now um, in behind the scenes getting things set up for 2021 because, uh, you know, a lot of things still coming together with the pandemic. And uh, you know these guys have got their work cut out. They got to get things uh, dialed in. And uh, Mark is with us on the hotline right now. What's going on there, Mark Rinaldi? How are you? I'm good. How are you, Joe? Not doing too bad at all. I know you guys are uh, keeping busy. I thought it'd be a good idea, Mark, to get you back on here and get a little bit of an update for race fans that are uh, really scratching their head, thinking, well, "What's going to happen in 2021?" Uh, That—that's a million-dollar question that everybody's going to have, I guess.
9: Yeah, and I—and unfortunately, Joe, I don't think I have an answer quite yet to that. We we'll keep working on it day by day, as you know. We uh, try to give updates as much as possible, but uh, unfortunately, the government has got their hands full with current events and uh we're still pushing to get answers on 2021 for us and uh we'll keep pushing but uh nothing uh nothing concrete yet
0: well and you know what mark i gotta hand it to you and to absolutely everybody that was working in behind the scenes Uh, what you guys ended up doing for 2020 was amazing uh I i don't think anything would have happened without that association being put together. What's your thoughts on that? Yeah,
9: you know, it was good. I mean, it was good, first of all, just to see everybody get along and everybody agree that we needed a common goal and a common way forward. So, you know, uh, as you saw, you're copied on all emails. Everybody everybody agreed, or 99% of us agreed to move in the right direction. And, uh, yeah, we worked hard and, um it was certainly a learning experience for everybody. Nobody, uh, no, none of us had ever been here before in the situation, as you know, uh, similar to pretty much every other business in Ontario. And, uh, we made the best of what we could, you know, with, uh, and, and the government let us go forward with racing without spectators. There was a lot of people that questioned what we did and how we did it and where we got it done. And at the end of the year, you know, we were, we had a number of inspectors show up to a number of tracks and, and all the tracks, uh, you know, I would say did a great job, um, as best they could following the rules, um, while still trying to to make an event work. And uh, you know, I I, I gotta give everybody a pat on the back and uh hopefully next year we the reins are loosened up a little bit that we can have events under not under quite as tight restrictions.
1: Absolutely. And and now, Mark, on, on we've done a lot of talking, you know, on, on this show through this entire deal, um, about, about things progressing. Right. And, and, uh, you know, it through this entire deal, um, you know, we got to look at, we got to look for certain bright spots and, and we got to look for things that, that are going to help the industry moving forward term. um, with the association created now and with all the things that are, that are happening, um, you know, to combat uh, COVID or, or, or to, to get to the other side of COVID, um, what are some of the bright spots or, or what are some of the things that are are being created on the back end that you can see lasting after the pandemic is gone uh, and, and benefiting you, the owners?
9: Well, I think, you know, I'm one of the big things we're doing right now, just, eh, and i I'll say I'll go right back to the game that and I said this actually on your guys' show that it was a bit of a milestone when the government mentioned voter motorsports in their phase one announcement you know the fact that we created an association and we were recognized enough that we were actually mentioned right right in their documentation and, and that was a big step for us and uh, but I would still hesitate to say that. Most politicians out there, you know, and let's face it, the majority of them are from the populous areas, and that's not where all the racetracks are. Aren't familiar with grassroots motorsports, so um, we've, we've, uh, as a committee, as a group, we've embarked on getting an economic impact study done on motorsports in Ontario, and that, uh, you know, we've uh, we've had the TSRA Snowmobile Club join us. Um, We've got a number of go kart tracks, we've got a number of oval tracks, drag strips, and road courses. And uh, I, you know, uh, I think we all, uh, us that are familiar with the industry, know the impact. You know, we've all been to that local track that has that big weekend that really affects that local economy. And on a bigger scope, uh, you know, we said, what well, if you took every racetrack in Ontario on every weekend, and, and does that attendance, does that equal? uh a minor league hockey or a minor league baseball team, probably more. So we wanna we wanna get this impact uh, economic impact study completed and uh it'll give us something to put in front of the government um right away that tells them okay this is what we mean to um you know to Ontario and that way we'll maybe get elevated next summer or even before next summer, right away, you know when this is done we'll get um, elevated up the, the list of people that could look at, because that was, um, part of the problem last time, you know. We got into phase one, and we mildly got into phase three, but we could not escalate it to a point where we felt that we were getting a fair shake in it, in phase three. So we're hoping with a little bit more horsepower that, you know, hey, we, uh, we contribute this much to the economy, that we're gonna be able to get somebody's attention, and get us moved forward.
0: You know what, Mark? I honestly believe, and being part of this industry like you for a long time, I honestly believe when you compile everything that uh, Ontario Racing and, for that fact, Canadian Racing, when you compile all those things together, it's going to make major sports look like a drop in the bucket compared to what this thing is collectively And I honestly think the government would have missed the tax dollars had just racing been affected. But with this pandemic, it's affected everybody. It's affected, uh, you know, more industries, including ours, in a major fashion. But the same could be true for restaurants. And uh, there's a lot of different people that have been affected by the pandemic. But had it just been motorsports that was affected... I believe the government would be standing back, going, "Hey, where the hell did all those tax dollars co- or go?" Uh, they'd really be looking for them. I believe this impact study is going to do a lot for the sport generally uh, to to really introduce the government to the industry. It's going to be huge.
9: Well, and I agree, Joe. And, and that's the thing, right? Like uh, uh, just this week, they announced that they gave four point four million dollars. Yes, here you go, and gave four more, so four point four million dollars to outdoor tourism events in Ontario. And I immediately, as soon as I saw that, emailed the government and said, hey, I didn't see any applications for funding. Why, you know, who, where's where this money going? And why are we not a part of it, right? And once again, I think we're just, you know, we're not being the person. At the end of the day, the squeaky wheel gets the grease. And we need a little bit of horsepower, a little bit more horsepower behind our wheel. And this economic impact study I'm hoping it's going to give us that horsepower we need, you know. Uh, me and, and Lou and, uh, Alex from UCASA and, uh, everybody else that's been involved uh, and all the tracks have been pushing, a lot of the tracks have been pushing their own MPPs or their, their MPPs. And, uh, we really, really just need to keep pushing and this economic, uh, impact study will hopefully be the horsepower behind that push that, that pushes us across the line, you know.
1: Mark, will this be, um, you know, public information then on on like a, as far as the economic impact study? Like, like is this going to be like like shared data? I guess uh, like that that all the, the the teams and the stakeholders and and the fans can see, or is this something that's going to be kind of you know uh, you know industry specific and 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 kept within the association?
9: So. Um The way we put it out to people um, is that of the tracks that are part of our association, there's been no dues, there's been no money. It's all been a sort of a volunteer sign-up sort of thing to date, and and that's the way it is. Um, So there's no money behind the association other than the tracks that want to um, participate. So this economic impact study will do a lot more. Then just help. You know, like I said, it's going to be the horsepower that hopefully pushes us along the, across the finish line with the government to get us, to get us recognized. But yeah. it's going to give the tracks, um, uh, information and horsepower and building marketing studies and marketing proposals and, uh, hopefully selling business, uh, advertising at the racetrack. But the way we put it to the, to the whole, Association is that anybody that participates in the funding of this, the study will have access to the data. Uh, everybody that's part of the association will benefit from it on the government side because we're going to use that data to push it across the line for the government, but you'll actually get the hard numbers and all the whole study if you are, uh, assisting in funding it with it. So right now we have 14 tracks that have agreed to assist and fund the, the, the economic impact, uh, Evaluation. So those are the tracks that will get the hard data. However, I'm sure as an industry, we'll use the, some of the basic numbers just to let everybody know how important we are to, to Ontario's economy.
1: Absolutely. Have you
0: had any, uh, a- any tracks from outside the Ontario market reach out, Mark, uh, to get involved, uh, maybe from a national perspective?
9: So here's what we said on, on that front joke is that I've had some interest from other groups, maybe not track owners specifically, but other groups saying, hey, maybe we should get together on a national scene, and I, I'm totally on board with that, and I totally think it's a great idea. I personally don't have the time to manage that or head that up, but what I said is maybe that each province could um, start their own association, and then each province could do their own economic impact study, and then we could compile the data nationally. Use you know, then we we'd use every province's data and compile it. Um so there uh there has been some interest there. Um to be honest with you, I'm not following that up, but I am I've said that we would definitely be more than happy to come to to work with any other province or any other group within the country. Um we did get, you know, Nascar Canada reached out to me um and so they would be fully supportive of um helping us out and providing any data um, we're just constantly getting more people reach out and ask um either to be part of it or to, to support it anyways
0: mm. and
9: that's what we need to do uh just keep lifting those doors and see those doors open and and hopefully uh hopefully the Somebody will put it all together. I, you know, I'm going to be honest. I'm not the guy that's going to be able to put it all together just because I've got so much going on. How
1: right. many gray hairs did you get through this whole deal, yeah. by the way?
9: <laughs> well, I uh, between this, I opened another business this past year uh, in the aviation industry. So neither one of them are great industry open business. <laughs> I've, uh, I've had my hands full uh, in uh, in 2020, but uh, we're still positive, and we're still going forward with everything.
0: <laughs> Your wife's going to be ready to slap you up alongside the head, Mark. Yeah, well, that was a while ago. That was even before COVID. <laughs> Angie loves you. I know she does. Uh, it, what you guys have done, and uh, as a collective unit, you know what? It's got to start somewhere, and uh, the conversation has started, the activation has started, and I can see one day, one day, uh, a national brand uh, that 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 would just genuinely uh, be superb. But uh, I guess what I gotta say, Mark, is you know when. You take a look at all the different racetracks, the different disciplines, Uh, I look at them all as islands, and when you take all of those islands and pull them all together, you got a piece of land, and you got a big piece of land uh, that's got a lot of people involved and a lot of things happen. Um, I believe the government is going to pleasantly be surprised in everything uh, when it gets pulled together. That's what they need, uh, because they... They're, they're just like everybody, right? They haven't got enough time to look at everything and uh, give it the right shake. And uh, I believe what you, what you are doing and what the association is doing is uh, truly going to change the landscape. It's going to be good for competitors. It's going to be good for race fans. It's going to be good for absolutely the whole industry. And good on you guys for doing it. Uh, and if there's anything we can do to help. You know, I'm only a text away.
9: Yeah, I know you're always a big supporter, Joe. And, and, and just getting the word out and getting people talking about it. You never know who you're up against, right? Like, just uh, constantly all summer long, we've got people come up to me and, and uh, other people that are involved with the association and just say, hey, I really appreciate what you guys are doing, whatever we can do to help. And sometimes it's, hey, I know this guy, and hey, I know this guy. You know one of these days we're gonna get lucky, and it's gonna fall right into the lap of of the right person <laughs> and uh the all the hard work's gonna pay off, but no, I agree, Joe, you know one day we're gonna have a a national organization that it doesn't matter if you're a drag racer or a road racer or an oval racer pavement or dirt um if if we can all have a body that that looks after our interests um but yet doesn't impede on what we do. On our own independent way, it, it would be, uh, it'd be a positive thing, you know?
0: Absolutely. Uh, How is the, uh, Brighton Speedway schedule coming? Uh, well, I, we go, well, we've got you on the horn. How are things coming at uh, your own local racetrack?
9: Yeah. Oh, and, and, uh, you know, we, we ended up getting five events in last year. Um, obviously not what we wanted. We're putting together a plan A and a plan B for 2021. 20, uh, because uh, you know, unfortunately I'd like to be Mr. Optimistic but unfortunately I, I don't think I don't see us opening up with spectators on May first and uh but I'm I'm still planning like we're going to and uh plan A is gonna be uh very similar to what we've done in the past, you know, with late models modified uh Thunderstocks and mini stocks weekly and uh a good mixing of sprint cars and um other specialty classes throughout the year. Um Plan B will be something along the lines of uh, probably every second week, or, or um, you know, depending on what the government allows us for fans and spectators. Um, it's it's still up in the air, I guess. We do I do have a meeting tomorrow night with uh, five other dirt tracks, and we're all sitting down and talking and talking rules and uh, and uh, schedules. So we'll know a little bit more after that, but. I think, you know, Joe, you're heavily involved up there. You know, you're probably doing the same thing, saying, okay, what's this year look like, right?
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly, and you got to plan for the best scenario and prepare for the worst scenario, and that's what we're trying to do. At least this year, Mark, if anything, at least we got a little bit of a looking glass into what we could be facing, unlike what we ran into at the beginning of 2020. That was just uh, ridiculous, and uh, through no one's fault, but uh, what we all had to do and, you know, what we're all going through right now, um, I, all I can say is my sleeve is already rolled up. As soon as that vaccine's coming, I'm, uh, my arm's out. Uh, I want it, and I want to get back to life as normal, and that's, I think, the only way we're going to be able to do it, bud.
9: I hear you. Trust me, I hear you. And uh, we're all hoping for that because those faces are, are – at least on the, at least on the oval track side of things, you know, our, our sport doesn't exist without fans and fans are what, you know, drives racers and drives the sport. And, uh, Jesus, we all love going to a track it has got a, got a bleacher full of fans. It's just the energy that's there. It's unreal, right? So we, we need to get back there for sure.
0: Yeah. Oh, watching the snowball derby today. I'm going, Oh my God, we got to get back to where they were at today. Uh, and, and I got to believe that it's coming. Mark. Uh, Good on you. Congratulations on all you're doing and uh, uh, much continued success. And as mentioned, if there's anything we can do to help, uh, just let us know. But keep doing what you're doing, brother. This is going to end, and I know uh, you're making forward progress, and uh, good on you. All right. Thanks, guys. You betcha. That's Mark Rinaldi, the Ontario Racetrack Association. It's getting bigger. They're making plans. They've got stuff coming down. That's what needs to be done, and uh, Lord knows we've got to get an end to all of this uh, sooner than later. We're going to hit a quick break. Ken on the other side, and we'll talk CSRA. Hey,
4: this is Ron Sheridan, and you're listening to Race Time Radio. You're
5: listening to Canada Talks on Sirius XM Channel 167. No pressure from behind, buddy Get your race fixed anytime online. www.racetimeradio.com Also available on Facebook. Just search Racetime Radio. And as always, you can drop us an email. Info at racetimeradio.com.
6: From two wheels to four, and so much more, Rev TV also features exclusive live race series, up-to-date news coverage, documentaries, how-to programs, and so much more. Rev TV offers you the best seat in the house to feel the rush. Go green with Rev TV. Contact your TV provider to order.
0: Is it your job to light the fire, the campfire, or maybe you're like me, and you heat your home with wood. You need to use a quick, quick. These fire starters work. No paper or kindling, and presto, your fire is going every time. No toxic fumes, just warm, enjoyable flames. You can get them online. Go to quickwick.com. Quickwick, they work.
7: Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. you stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how.
0: Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts stores, New Glasgow, Andy Ganesh, and Fort Hawkesbury, Nova Scotia. You can count on Napa know-how.
8: Broadcasting live from the track. We're here to get trophies. Never give up, baby. Sirius XM NASCAR Radio Channel 90 is your home for all things NASCAR. The yellow lights come on.
0: Oh Everything's happening so fast. Every race. Hard contact
5: into the safer barrier.
8: Exclusive interviews. This is more than just a job. We don't get caught up in
1: being famous. The
8: only broadcasting outlet in the world delivering NASCAR 24-7, 365.
0: Thank
6: you, you are the man. Sirius XM NASCAR Radio. Channel 90. Race Time Radio is fueled by BP Race Fuel the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. Dawson Dental Centers. Get your victory lane smile at dawsondental.ca.
5: Race Time Radio is back. Once again, Joe Chisholm.
0: And welcome back, everybody, to Race Time Radio. Man, I'll tell you, our next guest, I haven't spoke to this guy in a long time, but... uh, can't tell you how excited I am to bring on the president of CSRA uh, Snowcross Racing. We have Ken Evan with us on the hotline, and he is getting ready to go for his brand new season, the 2021 season. And let's talk about it tonight. Uh, let's welcome him in. Ken Evan. what's going on? How you doing, pal?
2: My bad, Joe. How are you doing?
10: Nice to talk to you
0: again, man. It's been been way too long. I can tell you that. uh, How are things coming? Uh, A pandemic season. I know what we went through in stock car racing. It wasn't fun. We got a little bit in, and uh, now it's your turn. Uh, How are things looking? How are things uh, coming along? Well, you
10: know, it's it's going to be a challenge for us. It's coming together, though. You know, last year we ran our circuit. We got three-quarters of the way through and then, uh and then they shut us down for the last couple of events, so that was uh, when everything began. Um, but anyhow, we've been working hard all, uh, all spring and summer, and uh, working on a new protocol, working with Mark and, and the guys from, from the raceways, you know, and uh, we've got a bit of a program together with uh, the association, and um, joining uh, what we started to work with, with those guys. I think it's going to be great that... Everybody uh, working together is going to have a uh, you know a more solid impact with the, with the government. So that's going to be great. But um, and anyway, yeah, regards to our series, yeah, we've uh, we're we're going full speed ahead. We've got um, sixteen race days uh, booked for this uh, for the season for our uh, snow cross guys and our snow bikes. As well, as we've doing some uh, UTV off-road uh, um, racing also in the winter time um, at, at our tracks. So. That's uh, taken off and uh, lots of excitement. Um, Unfortunately, we're going to have to keep our spectators at home, at least for the start of the season, and hope that um, things kind of wind down a little bit with the uh, pandemic situation. Um, You know, like you mentioned earlier, we're going to hope for the best and prepare for the worst, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but anyhow, yeah, we're, we're we're planning on moving forward. We've got some great support from our sponsors, and the promoters are all geared up. The racers are really excited. We're getting out finally and doing something. So, um, it's just going to be managing, uh, managing it, and um, doing the best we can to keep everybody uh, safe in the community, uh, safe, um, you know, as we go through this program. So, but um yeah, looking forward to getting going.
0: Ken, it's been a while, as mentioned, that you and I have spoke, but I have been kind of keeping my eye. On CSRA Snowcross. I love what you do. I love what you stand for. And I got to say, man, over the last, oh, five years or so, have you guys ever expanded your wings and uh, included different disciplines of racing into what you do? Uh, And it's kind of cool to see. You got a lot of things happening, man. 22 classes that people can get involved with.
10: Yeah, so there's 22 classes of snowmobile racing plus the snow bike class plus the uh, two classes of the of the uh, UTV uh, side by side off road vehicles. But um, so we start, you know, we start the kids uh, young, and we're starting them at four years of age on the mini snowmobiles, so the little 120 cc sleds, and then move um, into the novice 200 cc sleds, the Articad and, and uh, Yamaha built. And there's uh, I think there's 60 racers just in that class alone of kids that are anywhere than six to twelve years of age. And then they go to the uh, transition classes, junior novice, sport, pro-8, pro 8, um, pro. So yeah, we've got a full field and um, lots of lots of really talented uh, young athletes uh, in the circuit right now. So um, these guys are all going to work their way up to the pro level, and um, a series is solid. You know, so we're we're really looking forward to get to getting, uh getting this year um, up and going, and, and hopefully, um, you know, looking forward, really looking forward to 2022, and we can have all our fans back. And maybe possibly even having them back at um you know, at the end of the season that horse should resort for the national final. That would be awesome.
1: Ken, uh, uh we've seen lots of uh lots of growth uh, through this pandemic on the motorsports side. Um, and, and, uh, a big portion of that was, was the, the fans being able to, uh, you know, actually sit at home and, and watch the shows, whether it be through GeForce TV or whether it be through, you know, speed 51 or whatever, there, there was a lot of streaming services out there. Um, do you guys foresee, um, having your events available for the fans to, uh, still participate and watch not participate, but, but. Still, uh, take in the event and, and watch it online.
10: Absolutely, we're we're um, we're working right now with the Red TV this year. That's going to be our, our broadcaster for the uh, 2021 uh, season. So, um, looking forward to working with those guys this time. And uh, you know, last year we had a, a, a half dozen of our events on TSN. The past couple of years, now we're going to move and work with Mike Garrow and uh, Red TV for, for this season, and let them pick on the. Uh, the uh, TV programming and they're hoping to do some live some live footage as well as some delayed, uh, delayed coverage. So um, that's going to take place. And in addition to that, we will really ramp up our social media um, presence basically after, more so after the event than prior to. We don't really want to promote the event in advance because we don't, we don't want to have spectators showing up at our events and they can't come in. So we're going to focus more on getting the information out, getting some nice action clips out, um, on the race weekend and following, uh, following the race weekend so all the fans can see what, um, what happened and, and who's winning what. And then also look after our uh, our sponsors at that time as well.
0: We're with the president of CSRA Canada. We've got Ken Avan with us tonight talking snowcross as he gets ready for the brand-new season of snowcross. Uh, fans not going to be able to attend, but uh, Ken's got things sort of worked out that we're all going to be able to at least experience it, uh, through television, through different social media. And, uh, Ken, what is the best way for race fans coast to coast to be able to, uh, uh, to stay up on everything CSRA? How do they, um, how do they follow along?
10: Well, they can follow our program through our website, uh, com. that's S N O W cross, uh, dot com. And then also, um, when Rev gets their um, stuff together for the season, they're probably a few weeks out yet before everything's on, on their website, but that'll be up shortly. And then between uh, our website and, uh, and Rev TV website, um, and we, uh, we're we also quite active on Instagram and Facebook, so any of those channels you can uh, find out what's going on. That we
0: so now fans can't come out, but you definitely encourage race teams to come out and new race teams uh, same sort of thing, I guess. How do they do that? Do they contact you directly and get registration? How does that all work? Is there a limit to the number of people that can attend with the team?
10: Uh, so what we've done this year is we've selected our the race sites we're going to our are, are huge site. Um at least twenty five plus acres just for the just for parking basically. So we can pretty much accommodate all the racers that would want to would want to come to our event up to a couple hundred teams. Um, so that's not going to be an issue for us. We're, we're used to doing that. Um, and as far as anybody that wants to get involved, um, you know, we've got a lot of, we have new people signing up every year, probably 50 to 60 new uh, racers, whether they be uh, small wheel, snow bike, or, or side by side. Uh, but they can just all go to the website, um, and there's information there, UTV information, snow bike information, and then the, uh, the snowmobile, uh, snowcross info is all there to get them started on uh, membership application forms. Everything is all, is all online and they can just go in there and get the information they need. And if there's, uh, something that's missing or has additional information that they need, they can just go to info at snowcross.com and then we will, uh, look after, look after their needs.
0: I uh, know I can't wait for everything to fire up. Uh, kind of cool. We've seen some snow already outside the RTR studio. I bet you that's because you've been praying for it, brother.
10: Well, yeah, we definitely uh, want to see this hit right now. It's, um, the more we have, the better. You know, the, uh, we're lucky when you look at the, to the bright side to be had in this, um, situation with, uh, the C-19 is, uh, the recreation, um, products, motorsports, power sports dealers and, you know, RVs and, uh, personal watercraft, boats, small builds, dirt bikes. They've had all time record sales, um, so this year because people want to self-recreate. And since they can't travel and do all the other stuff so um, we're seeing the numbers go through the roof as far as new people getting involved in our power sports industry so we're really lucky in the sense that we've got a solid um, a solid you know back there uh, compared to what something they're going through right now which is terrible so um, we're trying to look at the bright side of everything here we're, we're hoping that we can pull this uh, this circuit off you know we're going to have some challenges with the local health units. Um, and, and the ongoing changes that we have to uh, look after. But we're just going to stay on top of it as best we can. And um, we're looking forward to uh, a positive season and then and watching it grow uh, from there into 2022.
0: So race number one, when does it come up? Uh, January? Is that when you guys are looking at kicking stuff off?
10: Yes, we're heading to uh, Northern Ontario for January 9th and 10th. That'll be, the, that'll be our first event. And then we have a weekend off, then we move back down into central Ontario. Um, to the Lindsay area, and then uh, and then from there we'll be going to hopefully going to into Quebec, but um, that's just going to depend on the provincial governments and what they're allowing at that time for for travel in between. Um, when the uh, everything started with the pandemic, you know Quebec was pretty quick to shut things down. So we're hoping that they can um, allow this uh, Velcro Quebec event to take place. It's a massive event. It's the biggest snowmobile race in Canada. Um, We really want to, you know, they ask us to sanction that for them, so we really want to be there and help them out. Um, You know, we've got, everybody has challenges, and we have to work with, um, as you know, in the provincial guidelines and and do what uh, they're asking for us to to keep everything in check here. So, uh, looking forward to, uh, you know, to seeing what what, we're hit up with and, and trying to control the best we can.
0: Well, no, Mike Schmidt, uh, he's uh, packed away all those race cars, and I've seen a pile of posts with a bunch of brand-new skadoos. Uh, it looks like his rider teams are all set and ready to go. Uh, the competition based in that pro class got to be getting stiff.
10: It is. You know, our, our, the talent we have in that, the young kids we have in that um, pro and full right class is phenomenal right now. We have no idea who's... Uh, uh, who's going to win this year. Like we've got, uh, you know, in past years, and yet Ian Hayden going to some of these other really fast, fast, experienced guys. We, we knew they were, they were going to be the, the guy to beat. But going into this year, it's it's it really is. We don't have a clue who's going to who's going to win. There's, there's a dozen guys that could win at any time, and then these new kids that are coming up are so fast. And Mike smith has got a fabulous team this year. I think he's got 7 million guys riding on his team. You know this guy gets. I'm, I'm sure he's the same way in car and he gets right into it. Yeah. very, very professional, and, and his team is awesome. So we're, we're hoping that he has a great, a great season, and we appreciate uh, him supporting our, our series the way uh, the way he does it with his, with his team. Um, but yeah, it's going to be an exciting, exciting uh, race program. The new, the new race cars are really us and flares. got like just or 16 horsepower from last year. So that's going to be uh, right in the mix with the RG Roy in, in, the, in the Pro class. And then, um, you got Jake Weir, our national champion, uh, went back to back, uh, two years in a row. The kid's 18 years old. Um, so these kids are young and, and fast and, um, it's exciting racing to watch right now. So I really want to, I, I, can't wait to, uh, have our spectators back so they can see this intense action that we, we, we've had built into the circuit right now. It's going to be fabulous to watch.
0: Uh, our hearts in your mouth every time standing here sitting in that grandstand watching these guys do what they do uh it'll be wild on rev tv uh looking forward to all of it kenavan thanks so much for the time tonight on race time i know we're all looking forward to uh csra getting under that green flag and uh we'll all line up but we'll all get that shot in the arm and Hopefully, we can all get together at Horseshoe at the end and have this pandemic in the rear-view mirror. Wouldn't that be cool?
10: I sure hope so, buddy. Thanks well, thanks so much, Joe, for your continued support. It's uh, great chatting with you guys. you run a great program there, and um, and keep at it.
0: You betcha, bud. We'll talk to you again real soon. Uh, that's Kenna Van, president of CSRA. They are getting ready to go. Uh, same thing, Junior. Doesn't matter. Uh, stock car racing. We ran into trouble. And look at Ken. He is making the plans, trying to get it all put together, doing a masterful job of getting prepared for what's going to be a messed-up season at the beginning, but they're going to make the best
1: of it and watch out. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, when you look at Snowcross, uh, you know, you mentioned like 200 teams and, uh, you know, it's just the way that it is, right? A majority, the the difference between, between you know the stock car side and and really the extreme sports side is it's a majority of like obviously they have the professionals right they have the the pro yes. classes they have the yep. semi-pro classes um and and those guys there are the things that draw the major bulk of of you know spectators right but that's not a bulk of their business model a bulk of their business model is Grooming people to get to that level Yes And you know When you look at At the trail class And you look at the sport class And you look at the junior novice And you look at All those classes um, they can have an event with no fans there, um, and and have a tremendous amount of people, you know, still on site competing. Yeah, at, and social and, distancing and social distance, not a problem, not a problem at all. So, um, you know, and and they're still learning, they're still keeping their base, um, they're they're grooming their people, um, and and grooming their 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 riders, um, and and you know, I really. It, it is not as big of a deal with no fans, as long as you have that digital portion of of fans that want to watch it, can still take it in. Yeah, and they're going to be and on the a national. Exactly, they're
0: going to be on a national and,
1: television channel, and they put out great content. You know, watching Absolutely. snowcross, um, you could you could stand there with one camera, and you could have a tremendous amount of content because they're <laughs> oh, ripping. Yeah. You know, yeah. um, but uh, you know, a lot of fun. Um, I I love the CSRA events. Uh, haven't been to as many as I want to be, Uh, you know, if, if they raced closer here, I would be at more, um, the, the, the events though, they, that they put on are, are high energy they're exciting um, you know they' it's completely different form of motorsports, but there's still the competition aspect oh, of it.
0: Step outside and you get that 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 gust yeah that gust of um, uh, racing fuel yeah, uh, yeah. It, it's it, it's amazing yeah, uh, it yeah. really is and to watch those teams do what they do, you will be in awe if you have not witnessed snowcross and c o array competition i'm telling you you need to check it out. And do that this winter. Yeah. Uh, I know you can't go there. Yeah. So don't get me wrong. You can't go on site. Not yet. But when you can, um, you, you got to make it out. And yeah. the cool part is you got a sled. You want to participate? Yep. You can do that. Yep. You can do that part of it. You just can't go as race fans. But, uh, Junior, we are up against that clock once again here on Race Time Radio. Um Man. The fifty third annual Snowball Derby
1: gone. Yep, Christmas is the next thing on the docket. Uh, you know, lots of uh, one more show, l- l- one more show, but yeah, but Christmas is show. Christmas is really the next big thing on on the checklist. You know, when you when you look at when you, when you look at oh, events yeah. coming up,
0: yeah, it sure is. Uh, <laughs> events coming up, Christmas is coming. Uh, we got lots still to cover off next week on the show Rev TV. We're going to talk more about Rev. What do you say we get? Mike Garrow on this show, and we'll find out what's happening in Rev TV land, and we'll find out from the boss himself. What do you think? Good idea.
1: That'll be exciting. That's what we're going to do. And I imagine we're going to have a bunch of racing guests on that were either champions this year or previewing heading into next year.
0: Yes, that's exactly what we'll do. Uh, we'll do all of the above and more. You got an idea? You got things we should be covering here? Uh, Don't be quiet. Let us know here on Race Time Radio. But that's doing it for us tonight. Got to thank Susie here. Got to thank Scotty there. And got to thank you for tuning in. That does it for us tonight on Race Time. Have a good one, everybody. We'll catch you next week right here on Race Time Radio.